Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Welcome, Kathy. Um, this is good times, or good, good times. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah, it's good times, end times, good times, end times, uh, Friday. Uh, so we're, we're excited about that. Um, and we had a good time with uh, Jake and Mary yesterday, didn't we? And, uh, Absolutely. Learning about their yeah. walk of uh, abiding and going to unity and uh, all, all that it meant in their uh, marriage and family. And they were, they were really struggling. Uh, when we first mm-hmm. got to know them and uh, uh, had no idea about this aspect of walking in unity. And then what's happened in their life is so beautiful. So that was fun. Right. I love, I really do just love our guest days and the yeah. ability to see God's hand on other people's lives and just have a window into what he does and how powerful he is. Yes. It's a sweet, sweet time. Yep. And and yeah, Beckles, I just love them. Yeah. And the, uh, the one thing... Um, that as we remember, we talked about God's will. Um, and we say, you and I say, well, we guarantee you that God can bring about this superabundant life. Mm-hmm. And the guest, uh, every single one of our guests um, are, <laughs> are exa- living examples of that. Yes. Uh, including us, you know, that, you know, God took our lives and the mess that we made in our lives and, and the, the mediocrity that we lived in. Right and moved it to the the grand beautiful abundant super abundant life of the covenant and and it's happened every single time you know and and our guests um mm-hmm. are reflecting that uh because right. it's not about yeah let me tell you about god they say let me tell you what i experienced uh, right and that's that's been the fun of it so uh that's we're gonna funny. we're gonna keep doing that and and have guests on that uh share share their life including the the struggle of, of walking through it yeah, even as you say that I am reminded, I've I've shared that I've been in Psalms 103, 1 to 5 so much lately. And um, one of those verses says, who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Yep. And if you truly believe that and are experiencing that, that's what these guests are sharing Yeah, is, is his redemption and then how he walks them into covenant life. And yeah. that is available to every one of us who's willing to go. Yeah, so. yeah. Living examples of it all. Yeah. Why would we not, right? Right. Um, so as we, uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, the end times. And um, uh, again, our purpose is to present the biblical understanding of that, take current events and and, and see what they say about it, uh, as Jesus tells us to watch. Um, so we're not here to to, you know, say, this is our prediction of, of everything that's going to happen, but You're we not want giving us a date. No, we're not giving a date. yet. Uh, <laughs> I haven't got that one yet. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, as we get into the word, it's really to help everyone understand something about, since it is important, uh, by the way, it's important th- for all believers at all times. So, uh, you can say, well, what difference did it make for 
believers that were 100 years ago. And for some reason, uh, God set it up that he wants us to be considering this, mm-hmm. um, even if it doesn't actually happen in our time. Uh, but right. he wants us to consider it. And so uh, if we uh, start with this, you know, go to uh, Revelation um, 1, 1 to 3, and just read that again, just to remind us of, of why this is so important. Revelation 1, 1 to 3. Sure. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Yeah. Um, So a couple things uh, that we're going to keep looking at. We're going to go back and uh, start looking at Daniel, uh, who also had uh, the angel come and speak to him and show him things, uh, because he saw... Uh, also saw certain things. Uh, But John was taking, in a sense, in time travel Mm -hmm. forward uh, that God could reveal to him and say, here, look at this uh, and write down what you see, what you saw. Uh, So he's trying to (laughs) take these these images of things that he's seeing and translate it into his own language, his own time, Mm Um, uh, the cultural how, context the cultural of what context. he understood and could describe. How could I describe this um, mm-hmm. so that it would be, again, like you and I, if we were transported 2,000 years ahead, well, the things that, that the world would be involved with would be things that we've never seen before. Right. Uh, and beyond us. I mean, so far beyond us that um, we would say, how do I describe that? to my generation. Well, we mm-hmm. would do it in terms of, of what we know. Right. Uh, and that's what John did. And Daniel did too. Here's what I know. Uh, here's how I can describe it to you. And of course, then that's the work of the Holy Spirit is, okay, let me unpack that for you mm-hmm. for today. Um, I can help you understand today. Uh, and by the way, uh, because of the privilege we have now seeing things differently because of where we are, Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, um, what he saw now looks like it could be this because I I now see easily what that could be that he described that, oh, it looks like this. So right. the, the interpretation of it will keep getting you know better and better. And we have, particularly for Daniel, we have a history on our mm. part that he wrote it as prophecy. This is yet, right. yet to happen when he wrote it. Well, we've experienced it. Because right. the times have been fulfilled, you know, and very, very similar to this. Um, uh, think of Micah, and he wrote, uh, "Bethlehem will be the place of the birth of the Savior." Isn't that wild? Yeah, I mean, it, really, when you think about that, so far ahead, he yeah. was that specific. Yeah, that's that specific. Um, and Isaiah fifty-three, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to describe to you his death mm-hmm. uh, in detail. Very specific right. detail. Um, well, it was all prophesied by what God spoke to them and revealed to them had not happened uh, at right. all. It never happened, actually, in their lifetime. Right. Yeah, uh, we have the the benefit of seeing that prophecy fulfilled. Right. And seeing so it played out so the prophecy was given. 
you know, let's say by Micah. Mm-hmm. And here, because of our uh, time, what do we know? He was born in Bethlehem. <laughs> right, right. Um, and we know the whole story. And we know the whole story of uh, Augustus and uh, the census and why he had to go to Bethlehem. And uh, all that was true. And him living in Nazareth, there's, there's uh, real uh, exam, real life stuff that, yeah, that was, that was Christ. And, and all right. of the historians, non-biblical historians, wrote about Christ, about, yeah, this, right. this guy came. and he Yeah, was, there's he, no dispute in that. No, right. no. And he was born in Bethlehem, and he died on the cross. And, and Pontius Pilate was the prefect. And right. uh, they know all about that. And Herod was there. And uh, so these were all prophesied for them. Okay, this is yet to happen. And because of uh, uh, where we are, we said, I, I got to see it. Mm-hmm. happen in reality. So when we look at the prof- prophecy of Daniel and Revelation, uh, some of it has already happened, which we'll describe. And we okay. get, and that verifies, by the way, uh, that if what he said was true then, then what is yet to come is still true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why we can trust it, because God wrote it, uh, spoke it, showed John, hey, John, Daniel, write these things that you see, describe these things that you see, mm-hmm. We've gotten to see quite a bit of it already, which means that, hey, the rest of it that is still yet to come, by the way, it's going to happen. Right. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do with this with this uh, 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 End Times Fridays is, well, let's make sure we understand what he has said that is absolute going to happen. Now, we don't know mm-hmm. exa- exactly when, and there's certain things we don't know the how of it, um, but, right. but it's so. Uh, and that's what that's what we want to help everybody understand. And then he says here, he says, "Blessed are all mm-hmm. those who read it, hear it, and mm-hmm. keep and keep it." So there's three three elements to this: is um, well, get into the Word, mm-hmm. Daniel, some things in Matthew, uh, uh, the New Testament. Uh, and epist- like you said, epistles. that reading, reading aloud, he says, you know, yeah. processing this with a group is a right. good thing. Yeah, read it aloud, um, and that'll give you an opportunity to weigh in and say, uh, mm-hmm. okay, let me let me either ask a question or uh, does this mean this or how does this work? Um, and so I read it aloud, and that implies a group. Uh, hear it, which is the abiding process of let you know the spirit start to interpret. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give you some insight here. Let me give you some understanding here. Uh, by the way, knowing um, it's partial, not complete. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, the way it's even written, and that's what we're going to try to help present to you is, well, this is all it says. Uh, an example, one of the questions that we're going to get to is the rapture. Mm-hmm. Well, what about that? Um, and there's all kinds of opinions about that. Right. It, it's pre-trib. Most most people in today evangelical community said it's pre-trib. Okay, great. Well, we won't be here anyway, so we're you know we're good. Uh, other people say, well, it's mid-trib, and other people say it's post-trib. Um, mm-hmm. Well, what does the Bible say? Well, what the Bible says is uh, it could be any of those three. Right. Um, it doesn't specify it's absolutely this, and that's as far as we can go. So that when I'm discussing the rapture with people. I try to remind them of that is I understand your viewpoint. I understand what you'd like it to be. 
but the Bible doesn't specify, so we can't for sure say, I know, I know, I know, because, because we don't. And even if we said to the Holy Spirit, well, just tell us which one. Because mm-hmm. we'd like to know, right? See, he says, <laughs> no. Uh, there's a reason why, I, if I'd have told you, I'd have put it in there. Right. Uh, and so, no, the answer is no, I'm not going to tell you. Um, you're going to have to understand something about that. There's a reason why I didn't do it. Okay, well, mm-hmm. let's try to understand. Could you help me understand the reason? Uh, yes, I can do that. See right. see how beautiful it is? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there is some risk involved when we take on the idea that we know something that Scripture does not say for sure. Okay. <laughs> What's, the so, ri- What's the risk? That, that we're wrong <laughs> and that we're missing out, you know, that, that we're wrong and that there's preparation or walking with him that needs to be done in order to really step into what he's, what he's bringing forth. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're talking, well, in lots of things, but when you're talking about the rapture, there's, you know, if you're banking on it being one thing and, and you're wrong, that's an important miss. (laughs) Kind of could be. (laughs) Uh, And that's true, by the way, of abiding in general is that we tend to read into because my church says, or my theology says, Mm -hmm. or people that I respect say. Um, And so you read into it and then you try to rationalize it away as opposed to what the scriptures actually say. Right. So, and we'll get into this um, uh, when we continue with God's will. But one of the things that it says is my sheep hear my voice. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Well, there's all kinds of theology and, and people that have written to say, well, that's not possible. Right. Well, he's not really talking about that. Um, he, well, that's what it says. Right. Um, so that and in multiple places in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Right? It really can't be disputed. <laughs> no. Um, and, and so, as opposed to, well, yeah, but um, uh, that's not so. Or I know that mm-hmm. it doesn't happen, and that's what people say. No, you you can't hear God's voice. Um, well, if that's not really true then you're missing out on all that God would have you understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why uh, anytime that, that we're doing this uh, is, well, let's go to the Word. Uh, let's see what the Word has to say. What does it say? Mm-hmm. What doesn't it say? Uh, if it's so great and let me help me understand it, um, if he doesn't define it like the rapture spe- so specifically that we know that we know that we know, well, then that's all we can say. Um, right. Uh, we don't know for sure. It could be any of those three. Uh, and there's evidence for all three. But um, I guess he doesn't want us to know. And there's a reason for that. Okay, help us understand mm-hmm. the reason. Um, and we walk in this beautiful uh, uh, being led into, into truth. And then he says, you know, read it, hear it, and by the way, keep it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the one that really got me um, as I started to get into this is because you think of prophecy as, well, there's nothing to keep. Mm-hmm. you're just going to experience it if and when it ever happens. Um, so is it, is it, well, that's nice. Uh, it's nice to know that, but what do you mean keep it? Yeah. And God says, well, <laughs> there's a lot in here that I'm going to ask you to respond to uh, and to be obedient to and to follow. So it's not just all future and nothing matters Mm-hmm. There's things that you're, I'm going to show you that matter, and then you need to keep that right now. 
that's why this is so critical. Uh, and, and by the way, so much fun is, well, what is it that we're being asked to read, hear, and, and keep uh, for our purposes? And, he, and you got to remember the Bible is all true. He wrote it for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say, eh, you don't need to worry about revelation. Yeah, right. just, just don't worry about it. Um, well, then, see, and again, the way I think is really simple. If that's, if that's what he would have said, <laughs> he wouldn't have wrote it. <laughs> right. He would have just said, you know, well, since you don't need to know about it, then I'm not telling you. You know, I don't need to tell you. Uh, well, I'm telling you because you need to know about it. You know, so, okay, mm-hmm. great. Um, it's not that difficult. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to receive it. So this will be fun uh, to get into it. And, again, it, uh, as we look at uh, the, the, uh, the situation of, of things current, uh, is there's things that are happening that are interesting. Like, huh, mm-hmm. um, help me understand this as I maybe need to uh, view it. So like, for Just example. In the world overall. In the yes. world, yeah, what's going on in the yeah. world. Uh, because that's what's going to happen to the entire world. So, mm-hmm. um, for example, we've talked about inflation uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the impact of that. Uh, well, uh, recently, um, we, and we said, you and I have said, the Fed, Federal Reserve, the central bank, has made a statement that inflation is transitory. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and that, what that means is, don't worry about it. It's short-lived. It's not going to impact uh, our policies and the way the government functions or your marginal income or your ability to pay for stuff. Don't worry about it. That's transitory. Well, uh, it just came out that um, some of the members of the Fed uh, officially came out and said, well, maybe it's not, maybe it may not be transitory. Uh, This could be with us for a a while, a long Mm -hmm. time. Uh, And so that's, it's those kind of things that God says, here, pay attention to that stuff because it'll have a big impact. If that's so, which is what I believe it's so, um, it's long, longer lasting than just transitory. Well, that's going to mm-hmm. have a big impact on lots of different things. Um, and by the way, uh, including uh, global economics that ultimately could lead to the, to the end in the tribulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that was in this uh, article that I read was um, it's, not, <laughs> it's not transitory and maybe we'll change the interest rate in a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was a disconnect for me. It's like, well, wait a second. If you really believe that under normal right. conditions, which I've lived through, uh, and, and I, one of my, my MBA, by the way, Kathy was in economics. Right. Um, uh, so I know economics. Uh, and by the way, one of the, one of the things when you get your, and I went to USC in California, um, they teach you what's called microeconomics, which is, mm-hmm businesses and how they function and your personal stuff and called macroeconomics and mm-hmm. that's global stuff. Right. Uh, and I learned it really, really well. Uh, interesting enough, um, it was so interesting to me and I was so good at it that um, the professors came to me and said, we would like to scholarship you into the PhD program. Oh wow! Uh, um, because you can be, you can become you can become a star ec- economist, uh, and you mm-hmm. understand this so well uh, that we'd like to scholarship you, and and we'll hire you uh, as a uh, 
uh, what they called a grad assistant, and mm-hmm. I, I'd get paid, scholarship paid, all that. And so, and I was I was interested. It was like, ooh, that's yeah. that, that could be fun because I love economics. Uh, right. Well, uh, it just so happened that uh, my wife, remember my wife and I got uh, married when I'm a junior in college and we go out to uh, grad school, she gets pregnant mm-hmm. um, and she's gonna have a baby. Uh, and so at that time, uh, there wasn't even a thought, we'll have the baby and get to go back to work. Uh, it, was, right. it was, no, you're gonna have a baby, you're, you're gonna be home with that baby. And the husband, uh, in my case, mm-hmm. I'm not being a chauvinist, is that, you know, you got to get to work and <laughs> earn the money for your family. And it wasn't, right. it wasn't, see, and this is the whole, the whole thing about revisionist history um, is it's not about, well, that was, uh, you know, male chauvinist and that was this, that was that. That it, was the cultural norm it was just, at the time. It was just the way we lived, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful way of life. And uh, we, we just looked at it as, okay, that's no problem. And so mm-hmm. because of it, um, I had to say no. Right. Uh, well, I got to get to work. Um, I'd like to, uh, but I got to get to work. So I've always been a student of economics, but uh, right. ne- never became a PhD in it. Um, so global economics, um, which I've lived through, when inflation comes, mm-hmm. uh, when the boom times come, the Fed raised interest rates. And right. they did it fairly quickly because, remember, they're trying to moderate the economy, uh, their, their supposed goal is to don't let things get too hot and too out of control. So that what happens is, yeah, you have a big boom, but then you have a big collapse, which we, by the way, we experienced in 2008. Uh, At the same time, when things start to struggle, they'll loosen it up uh, and say, Mm -hmm. oh, let's let's get it back on track. Um, And usually those cycles are, you know, a year to two years uh, in duration. And uh, in my lifetime, it was always, yeah, this is, this is a t- tough economic struggle, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to go back to being good. Uh, right. And that was our viewpoint. Um, as well as, hey, uh, the interest rates, yeah, the interest rates could go up. Um, I did, <laughs> uh, I'll share some stories about this, but um, uh, in, um, uh, this is in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and Linda and I have been married. We got married in 70, so we're you know married eight, nine years. Um, during the Carter administration, and I don't know if you could imagine this, Kathy, but the prime rate went to 22 and a half percent. Wow. Now, wow. could you, ima- <laughs> could you, and, and so think about the, uh, the mortgage, the mortgage interest uh, was mm. winding up, was like 15%. To get a house, you had to pay a mortgage of 15%. Could you imagine that today? Crazy. You could you couldn't imagine it. Um, no, no. Well, <laughs> that had a big uh, that had a big problem. Uh, that um, was part of the whole economic collapse in the early '80s. Was mm-hmm. the, the the interest rate just went out of control because they kept raising, raising, raising it to control inflation and to control the economy. Um, so the normal reaction, if they said, I, "I I don't believe this is transitory," which they just said, they should raise interest rates. Right. But they said we're not. Yet gonna, they're not. We're not going to yeah. do it for a couple of years. Well, okay. There's a. There's a. Uh, then you ask the next question. Well, why would they not? Mm-hmm. Guess what? They can't. Right. Because of the uh, massive debt. Uh, this is worldwide again. We're uh, particularly in America and worldwide of the government. 
that if they raise the interest rates, the government's payments for the interest would suck up the budget every year and every, right. everything else would fall apart. Uh, so they can't do it. So it'll be interesting. Again, what we're trying to say here is uh, as you look at this world of chaos and then the impact of is this leading to something to where we could be in the end and we could be in a, a place right. of the tribulation. Economically, interesting things are happening uh, that you can see, huh, it's not normal. Right. Uh, we just went through COVID. Well, that wasn't normal. Uh, huh. Uh, let's, let's try to understand this further, which is what we're going to spend right. time doing. Uh, another interesting fact, and you brought this up, uh, is that uh, you read about uh, a guy in China. What, what did you read about that? Yeah, I, I need to do some more digging yeah. to find out more. But my understanding is that one of the um, head people in counterintelligence in China actually defected to the U.S., Yes. And apparently that happened back in February, potentially. Right. Um, again, I need to I need to do a little more research and find out the details. But fascinating that he did defect. And we are now hearing about that. And I imagine some of what could be shared could really shed some light on things that right. will be very interesting for right. all of us. Uh, so the um, uh, yes, uh, that's true. Um, this person defected. Um supposedly no knows a lot uh mm-hmm. of what happened including what happened with covid and as, we, well, as his position is kind of a similar to the head of the cia for us correct right i mean it's, he's a, a pretty significant that would be level. it would be pretty much equivalent to that um yeah. and uh, they kind of know stuff <laughs> yeah. uh and uh uh with what we're you know what we're seeing even now is that um maybe it was a produced virus being worked mm-hmm. on in the Wuhan laboratory, funded and interesting up by the United States. Right. Um, so it's lots of interesting, huh? Uh, right. What's that all which, about? And, which interestingly enough too, when it first happened, those were some of the presumptions that came out that right. these, that were, that were promptly squelched. You right. Know, so yeah. That, uh, <laughs> and he's, and he, uh, the theory is that he'll, he'll verify. Yep. Uh, it was and or other things that that he has, and it could have an impact on even the leader of China uh, being able to stay as the leader because this is right. this this is a big deal. So again, what we're saying is, uh, well, this is interesting. Uh, right. We don't we don't really know yet what that means because he it hasn't become public. Right. Uh, my guess is that they're doing a a very thorough debriefing. Yes. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what is shared, what, what he knows, what he doesn't know, even, even the government that might say, yeah, you know what, we can't tell everybody that. Um, right. So it'll be interesting to see what the impact of that is. So these are things that we're, as we're going to go through, uh, end times Fridays is, um, well, let's watch them. Let's see. Uh, and, and we'll have this. And how does it relate to what we're going to learn in Scripture about what it does say about the end? And right. uh, the question, which is uh, everybody has and has had since Christ, is um, are we in the end? Mm-hmm. Um, and we know a couple things. One, every day you're getting closer. <laughs> uh, two, uh, is that... Um, because of what's happening and these interesting things happening, uh, we can we can now 
kind of appreciate that the answer could be, yeah, um, it kind of lines up that maybe you are. And again, the, the big one for me is this issue of Israel. Uh, that right. that the Israel return as a nation, well, that generation will see the end. And as I shared last time, Netanyahu said that they became a nation in 2012. So uh, could we be in? So what we're going to do is keep sharing. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's what the word says. Uh, here's what we understand. Um, you have to keep looking at what does God want me to read? What does he want me to hear? Mm-hmm. And what does he want me to keep? Um, and understand about this. And, and so our, our role is just to kind of lay it out. Um, there's lots of things that are absolutely known, um, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll have fun with that. So um, as we start with this, um, Daniel, um, uh, one of the things that happened with Daniel uh, is that um, he was praying. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, God, I have a sense that uh, there's there's something big uh, in history uh, going to happen. Uh, could you help share that with me? Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, they actually sent an uh, angel, uh, Gabriel, to him and said, your, your prayers have been answered. Uh, I'm going to start sharing some stuff with you. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. write, down, <laughs> write down what you see. I'm going to show you some things. And so mm-hmm. Daniel is really the, the uh, initiator of a lot of our understanding of the end time. Um, so we'll, we'll start in Daniel and go to, uh, first of all, go to Daniel 9, mm-hmm. uh, 20 to 27. Daniel 9, 20 to 27. Okay, it says, While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my plea before the Lord my God for the holy hill of my God, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the first, came to me in swift flight at the time of the evening sacrifice. He made me understand, speaking with me and saying, O Daniel, I have now come out to give you insight and understanding. At the beginning of your pleas for mercy, a word went out, and I have come to tell it to you, for you are greatly loved. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression to put an end to sin and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and profit, and to anoint a most holy place. Know, therefore, and understand that from the going out of the word to restore and build Jerusalem to the coming of the anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Then for 62 weeks it shall be built again, with squares and a moat, but in a troubled time. And after 62 weeks, an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood, and to the end there shall be war. Desolations are decreed, and he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week. And for half of the week, he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Very cool. Um, so, And um, now this, let me just ask, in, yeah. in contrast, so you were talking about John in Revelation um, was literally, it, it was more of a transported to a time ahead. This is describing a vision, correct? This would be a vision. Um, okay. So I'm going to give you a vision uh, and some specifics. Right. Uh, so he Very was giving he was giving him some information, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to give you a vision uh, and describe the visions uh, okay. that, that you're seeing. Um, so as opposed to John that was actually transported into the actual <laughs> events mm-hmm. of the end, uh, Daniel was given basically, uh, again, remember, think of the heavenlies, and it's similar to what we have with dreams and visions, et cetera, mm-hmm. is I'm going to lift the veil uh, and show you something that's real, right? But um, I'm I'm showing you a picture uh, that I I believe that you can receive it, understand it, uh, and at least write what you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's similar to uh, if you have a dream, you know, you get you get I'm in a place and right. these things happen to me. Uh, well, you're not actually in that place, right? You're getting a vision of that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you weren't transported to that place. God said, here, let me give you uh, a picture right. that you can relate to. That's what's happening to Daniel. With, with John, he was actually taken there. Uh, mm-hmm. You're, you're going to see everything that's going to happen, so write it down. So it's kind of cool. Cool. Uh, Super cool. So um, uh, he says, you know, I'm going to give you some uh, insight and wisdom about this. And so he says uh, there's... Uh, in time, he said there's 70 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, what we understand about uh, he, uh, this is that each day is one year. So uh, a week would be seven years. Okay. So 70 times seven, there's 490 weeks, uh, excuse me, 490 years that he's okay. speak, speaking about. And he's trying to set up, uh, uh, I'm going to give you a understanding that from your, from your time right now, Daniel, mm-hmm. there's 70 weeks left uh, in uh, what's going to happen uh, historically. Uh, and, we, and we'll see, we'll see how significant that this is and what does that mean. Okay, so um, uh, he says... Um, uh, you know, uh, this ultimately is going to uh, make an end of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to it's going to be a reconciliation for iniquity uh, and bring everlasting righteousness. So that's what he's telling Daniel. Um, and he's saying that, uh, you know, we're going to seal up this vision uh, and we're going to uh, have you anointed uh, and anointed from the most high. Uh, OK, so he says, um, uh, from the restoration, which is you're your experiencing um, uh, from the time that the, the uh, Jerusalem is restored mm-hmm. until Messiah uh, is uh, 69 weeks. So he says seven weeks uh, is from the time of rebuilding. Uh, and then there'll be 62 weeks from that period to Messiah. Uh, so there's, there's, he, he says, I'm going to speak to uh, 69 of these 70 weeks um, from your time, Daniel. So, uh, uh, and we know historically. Can you help me see where the 69 comes from? Just so I can, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm asking questions that I'm hoping other people want to know because this is, some of this is going to be really learning for me as well. Yeah, well, because he, um, uh, he states um, and I'll get the I'll get the verse here. Um, 
he says um, in verse 24, uh, 70 weeks are determined Mm -hmm. uh, for your people in the holy city to finish the transgression, to bring a reconciliation, et cetera, et cetera. So that's really the whole thing start to finish. Right. Um, In verse 25, he says, um, from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem Mm -hmm. until Messiah, Jesus. Right. There shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Oh, okay. So simple math. I just didn't do it. So 69. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, uh, Now, the reason is is that um, uh, he says uh, that um, he didn't just say 69 weeks. He said there's Mm -hmm. there's kind of something that happens here. Um, In the seven weeks... Uh, Israel is restored and rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's um, uh, 49 years. Okay. Uh, and from Daniel's time until that uh, time of rebuilding was from uh, 454 BC to 405 mm-hmm. BC, and that's known. That's beautiful. 49 years. So you see that exactly. It happened. It, years. Exactly. Okay. And everybody, it's historically uh, verified. Historically okay. documented. He said, yes. now from that point, mm-hmm. so in other words, uh, Israel's returned. And, and again, we, we have a, uh, a view of, well, that's significant then. Hey, guess mm-hmm. what? It's significant again. Um, because uh, remember what happened. What, why was Daniel, why was he even in Babylonia? What's he doing in Babylonia? They were captive. Yeah, <laughs> because right. because Israel was destroyed, right? Uh, because of their of their will not willing to be to repent, um, mm-hmm. and they were following other gods, not God. And God said, "The hardness of your heart and the selfishness of your life um, uh, is you have to. If you don't repent, I'm going to bring judgment." And they said, "Well, we're right. not we're not repenting." He said, "Okay, then you're going to have judgment." Right. So Daniel, remember, is part of the remnant mm-hmm. that got carried away to Babylonia. Well, he gets the vision and said, hey, by the way, Daniel, that's why he splits him in 7 and 62. Um, Israel's going to be rebuilt. Okay. Um, and uh, from this point that I'm speaking to you today until the time it's rebuilt, 49 mm-hmm. years. Exact. Okay. It gets rebuilt. Wow. It gets rebuilt in 49 years. And, and this is through, um, as we know, uh, it's through uh, Ezra, Zerubbabel. Mm-hmm. That they are they are being uh, given the opportunity to rebuild the temple, mm-hmm. uh, and by the way, they they start and they and the uh, Cyrus decides no, I don't want that happen anymore, and he stopped it. And, uh, there was a and lot they of, get distracted, and they get distracted, and they on. were focused on their. You know, it's like oh, I forgot about the temple, <laughs> right, uh, right? But they finish it, uh, so the temple's finished, mm-hmm. uh, sitting there. By the way, empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's there's no worship, there's no uh, Israel yet, uh, because they're they're mostly back in Babylonia. Um, so Interesting. The, so the, okay. the temple's built, but it's basically uh, not being used. Okay. Uh, Nehemiah, who's also in Babylonia, uh, and remember he's he's never been to Jerusalem uh, because he was born mm-hmm. in Babylonia. Uh, uh, God says. I'm going to send you back to rebuild the city. Right. And he goes through this great story, and uh, he does. Then he rebuilds the wall. 
and reestablishes Israel as a commerce, a city of commerce, mm-hmm. a nation of commerce, um, protected again. And they've got walls and they've got army and all that. Uh, and by the way, uh, they build the wall. And the first thing he does is, well, let's go see what the word has to say. And it says, start living your life again. Go do the temple. Go, go process the temple and process it all. Well, uh, that was all finished and officially they're a nation again in 405 BC, seven, okay. 49 years from Daniel. From the time, okay, so beautiful. Okay, so what does that leave? 62 weeks. Okay. Uh, well, 62 weeks is 434 years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's, this is exact, 405 BC to 30 AD, 434 wow. years. And that's when Christ died. Uh, in, 30, wow. in 30 AD. Uh, and he was born, um, and see, this is, and this mm-hmm. is known too, it's not, it's not people because of the calendar, they, you know, think uh, AD and BC means, well, the, the year Christ was born. Right. Interesting enough, <laughs> he was born in 4 BC. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't until later that they established the date, um, uh, and he dies at age, you know, 33, going on 34 at, mm-hmm. at 30 AD. Uh, and it says after 62 weeks, the Messiah is cut off, not for himself, but for us. Well, what does that mean? He died for us, see? Mm. Uh, and sin was taken care of through the iniquity. So uh, Christ initiates uh, at Pentecost the church. Mm-hmm. It's called the church age. Um, uh, And uh, see, Daniel is only told it's 69 weeks from you until Messiah. Right. Now, he said there's 70 weeks. So we'll we'll talk about that in a second. So there's still a remaining week. Ah, there's still still a week left. But it's not, it's not, it wasn't just seven years after Christ. It was... It was a demarcation that this uh, history of the entire world is is in this seventy week period, and Daniel, there's sixty nine until Christ, and there's mm-hmm. then there's one week left, hmm. um, and there's going to be a gap between the Messiah and the end, right? And that's called the Church Age. Okay. What he what he doesn't say is how long that is, because mm-hmm. by the way, it was like, hey, that's cool. He was exact about the rebuilding. He was exact about Messiah. So, uh, wouldn't it have been nice <laughs> to say, yeah? By the way, you got you know you got another two hundred weeks left. You got you got another right. you know uh, uh, two millennia left, and uh, we'd know then, and we would be able to plot it out, and we'd know the answer. Mm-hmm. If he would have given it to Daniel, didn't give it to Daniel. Uh, by the way, he didn't give it to Christ. Right. Uh, what did Christ say about that? Yeah, Christ said that he doesn't even know. I don't even know. The come. Father hasn't right. told me. Uh, and so we're we're in call what's called the Church Age. Uh, and uh, and by the way, this is one of the um, explanations mm-hmm. for the Rapture being pre-trip. Well, if this is the Church Age, then that means the Church isn't functioning after that. Um, so doesn't that mean they're gone? Uh, well, not oh, really. Interesting. You know, well, but that's one of the arguments that's used. Right. Um, uh, 
uh, and then it said that the um, uh, city uh, and the uh, Israel will be destroyed, which it was in 70 AD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Christ said it, by the way, is that, uh, you know, um, uh, the temple is going to be destroyed. Uh, and it was. So Israel stopped being a nation officially in 70 AD. Okay. Uh, and, uh, but we're in, remember, everything has shifted. Now, until now in 2012, is that that yeah. entire gap? Okay. Entire gap with two, two things that happened in between there, 47 uh, UN established them as a nation, right. and then '67 they won the Six Day War that got all the boundaries back of the original uh, biblical Israel. Right, uh, but that wasn't what they considered the nation they because they, they don't cons- until they did, 50% they percent come back. Exactly. So okay. um, now they are a nation. Um, so um, he set the time and said, "Okay, we're in this. We believers now in the New Testament are in the what's called the Church Age." Mm-hmm. with no determining number of, of years or how long that's going to be. Right. Uh, so, you know, is is it now? Could be now. Maybe it's another 100 years or 500 mm-hmm. years or, you know, it, we don't know uh, for sure. We just know we're in that age, and we don't know when that last week is. And he says, um, uh, because I've, I've told you 70 weeks. Mm-hmm. And I just defined for you 69. And by the way, we know the 69. Right. So that's not even, well, Daniel. Those aren't could, even in question. Yeah, Daniel could have said, well, I wonder what all that means. Uh, we don't have to say that. It's exact. Right. It's exact. 69 times 7 is exactly from Daniel to Messiah. Absolutely, 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that leave left? He said there's 70 weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one week left. Right. Um. So that, uh, and this is what Revelation talks about and what Daniel sets up, is that uh, the, the time of the end mm-hmm. is seven years. When it, whenever it starts, it will be finished seven years later. Okay. Uh, and um, there's one week left at the end of the church age, mm-hmm. and God said, I'm not telling anybody exactly when that is, other than it's seven years. Right. Okay. Um, And then he says, the beast, which we'll get into, uh, confirms a covenant with many, but not all. Mm. Um, Well, um, there's two not all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, The many is primarily uh, all the population of the the earth. Okay. That establish a uh, relationship with the beast. And and I'm going to help help uh, unpack this because people can uh, confuse the beast with the Antichrist. So mm-hmm. when we say the beast, uh, see, people say, well, that's the Antichrist. Uh, no, it isn't. It actually isn't. Um, and so we're, we're going to unpack that. Uh, what's the difference between the beast and the Antichrist? Because it has a big bearing on our understanding of how this all occurs. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But he, and he said the beast, which we'll have to understand, confirms this covenant. It'll be an economic agreement uh, with the world, most okay. of the world, population of the world, but not all. But not all. Okay, but who's the not all? Well, there's two, two groups that aren't all. Uh, one is Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, they, by the way, are the object <laughs> of everybody trying to come against them. 
and they do not join it. Um, right. So they they say no, I'm not willing to to join this, uh, and they don't. Uh, so is Israel, and the other not all uh, is what I call the remnant. Mm-hmm. Those would be those would be believers, and and there's evidence. Well, there's there's specific evidence that there is persecution of saints during the tribulation, right? Which, which means that we're still here, uh, and and why that's the evidence for mid trib or, or post trib uh, rapture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do know that we're here, and of course the question comes up is well maybe those are new believers. Um, it's possible, mm-hmm. uh, but the remnant. Uh, is going to be uh, that they don't join this covenant with the beast. Um, okay. And it doesn't mean, by the way, Christian or non-Christian. There'll be Christians that will join that covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the remnant who are following God, and we'll, and we'll get into this and talk about this. Uh, what does the remnant, what do we do, how do we respond to it? We have a great example of this, Jeremiah and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did Jeremiah say? If you if you repent, God is going to preserve you, uh, and actually won't even bring the calamity on you. And they said we're not doing it. Okay, right. Well, the judgment's coming, um, and if you if you repent, you'll be captured. But I'm going to give you a covenant life in the remnant, and it'll, it'll mm-hmm. be in Babylonia. But I'll still give you this grand life. And that is how Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and several of those others lived. All lived a because good life in the midst. Of yeah, it absolutely. All. And they yeah. got captured uh, because they they said, "I I'm going to follow what God had to say," mm-hmm. and that is, yes, you're going to experience the consequences like everybody else, but I'm going to preserve you, even in a foreign land. I'm going to preserve you, and you're going to live a grand life, a covenant life even there, because it doesn't, remember, we've talked about it, it doesn't limit me, God speaking. Right. And so they became the remnant. Um, mm-hmm. And, and he, he says, they use that word. Um, if, you, if you want to join me, you got to be part of the remnant. And if you mm-hmm. choose not to, you're going to suffer the consequences of it. Well, the consequences for the, uh, most of the nation of Israel, who said, ah, we don't believe it, uh, they were all killed. Uh, including their wives and kids. Right. Uh, so the, the consequence, and see, those are God's children. Mm. Um, and he, they, they were all killed. And so he, it was like, well, if you have a heart to follow me, you can be part of the remnant, and I'm going to preserve you through the difficulty. Um, so that the many but not all is almost the entire world joins it, including lots of Christians. And then not all would be Israel, and then the people of the remnant, who say, I understand this. And we're, and we're going right. to get into the detail of that, uh, of what, what do I do as mm-hmm. part of the remnant? Isn't that going to be pro- problematic? And the answer is, yes, it is. Uh, but the cool thing is that God says, you know, I'll take care of it. And then he says this. Um, in the middle of the three and a half years, uh, the, now we're talking about the Antichrist, performs the abomination of desolation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is really uh, cool, and we'll, and we'll talk more about this uh, next time, uh, that it, it, it actually happened in history that Daniel actually speaks about uh, in um, uh, 173 uh, B.C. by uh, a, a, a ruler of, of Greece uh, called Antiochus Epiphanes. And what he did was he went into the temple of God on, in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and said, I am God. And everybody has to worship me. 
um, and that was in the abomination of desolation where he was abominable to God because he said, I'm God, and everybody right. needs to worship me. Well, that's what's going to happen with the Antichrist. In the middle of the seven years, and Daniel just says, hey, by the way, in the middle of the seven years, the Antichrist is going to go through the same thing and tell the world that he's God and everybody needs to worship him. Uh, and it's called the abomination of desolation. And so we'll, we'll understand what that is. But that's and what all Daniel's saying is, yep, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, um, he predicted it happening. And then Christ, again, is going to say, hey, remember when Daniel talked about the abomination of desolation? And we all know what happened in 173 B.C. Christ said it's going to happen again. Right. Just like Daniel said. When? Mid, what's called mid-trib. In the, mid-trib. Be, in the middle mm-hmm. of the tribulation. So uh, Daniel has set it up uh, and said, I've been given the timeline. 70 weeks. 69 are finished. We're in the church age. We got one week left. We got seven mm-hmm. years left. And that seven years will be the beginning of the tribulation through the end of the tribulation when Christ returns. And, and he says, I'm going to let you give you a heads up. In the middle of it will be the abomination of desolation. Will be this, yes. Uh, and by the way, the seven, seven years are, are yet to happen. Um, right. We're waiting for that to start. And that's what God Christ said, watch for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait for the beginning of that and be aware of of what might come. And that's what we're going to talk about, particularly. And pay attention to the signs. Pay, pay attention, attention to the signs. To, and if you wind up there, closer. if you wind up there, uh, you need to be part of the remnant that says, right. I'm willing to follow you. And by the way, and, and what, this is a heads up again, is the demarcation mm-hmm. is going to be, do you take the mark of the beast or not? Right. Um, and we, as the remnant, um, if we have a heart to follow God, and, and we'll talk about the consequences if we don't, mm-hmm. um, is, well, I, I don't want to take the mark of the beast, and I know that's going to be problematic, yes? Right. And the big question I get when I talk about this is, are we going to know? Are we going to know? What it, are we going mm-hmm. to be fuzzy? What if we Can guess, we what if we guess, guess wrong? You know, is it the vaccine? Is that it already? You know, and like, no, that's not it already. Uh, but um, we'll know that we know that we know. Mm-hmm. And God's Holy Spirit will convict us and say, this is it. This is the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. <laughs> and, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll talk about that. So it's not you can, you don't you can rest assured. Uh, we don't have to guess or, or what if we're wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, or what if we get persuaded otherwise? It'll be, no, God will say this is it. Um, and don't do it. Uh, it'll be a choice, mm-hmm. by the way. Right. Uh, and a lot of Christians will fail at that choice. Oh, yeah, I don't see that. I don't see it being a problem. I'm, I'm going to do it because they don't have any discernment and because they don't have a heart to follow God. So right. we'll talk more about it. Anyway, we're, uh, we're, we're way past our time. <laughs> uh, see, we uh, could go forever yeah, on this. this yeah. is, um, and I bet this is bringing up all kinds of questions. So again, um, I'll, I'm going to remind Rich usually does, but if you'll put up that afjministry.com, absolutely send in your questions because this is going to stir all kinds of thoughts. We want to hear from them. We want to answer them. Um, and, and go to God's word together on this. So send yeah. them in. Yeah, send them in. And, uh, and as you start having questions about the, uh, what we were talking about at the end uh, or want to know more, you know, we'd be happy to circle back and talk about them. So uh, we would encourage you, uh, as Kathy said many times, is, you know, uh, tell everybody, uh, particularly about uh, End Times Fridays, uh, we're going to spend uh, several months on this and just unpack it piece by piece by piece. Mm-hmm. 
which actually is beneficial uh, because it's so much mm-hmm. that uh, it's hard to absorb it all. Uh, right. So if you have some time to process it a little bit, get in the word, uh, see what you would understand about it. And that's maybe we'll give you some great questions to ask. And, and we're just going to have fun doing it, uh, trying, to, trying to understand it. So. Kathy, have a great uh, weekend, and uh, you too. we're going to pick up uh, God's Will next week again, but uh, we look forward to it. Happy Friday, everyone. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments, and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.